Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities for the full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, welcome everybody who's joining us on uh, Facebook Live uh, couch potato uh, car show um, on Facebook. Uh, also, I hear we've got our uh, New Mexico Motorsports Report. Um, we started a new Facebook page because we got hacked, so eventually we'll uh, be able to get back over there. Either way, we uh, hope you enjoy uh, joining us this morning. And uh, uh, big news for New Mexico State. Uh, looks like they're going to be playing this evening. Made it uh, as a uh, they won one of those uh, infamous five uh, twelve upsets. So congratulations uh, to the Aggies. Um, and uh, I guess there were some other uh, big upsets um, on the first day. I mean, what uh, what did you see happening there, RJ? Man, David, I mean, March Madness is truly a thing. One of my favorite times of year just because of everything piling up. And I, I think there's two brackets remaining left. There's no way possible. And <laughs> some of these matchups... I there's mean, only two out of, like, the, the, the 42 billion that have been sent I'm in? I'm surprised there's two with how many upsets <laughs> there's been so far. But it's a fun time. I mean, of course, we already saw a two-seed go down in Kentucky, which half the people I talked to had in Shocking. the Final Four. So it's Shocking. like, you know what? And St. Peter's, the Peacocks, if you ever heard of them. No idea. I'm, nope. I'm not even sure that's cool. The Fighting Peacocks? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> NBC sponsored. I don't know. But Have you, ever been, you ever been chased by a peacock? No, but that's I'm birds dude, in general are my nightmare. So dude, they, 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 they are scary. Uh, notice, uh, Dan, you're wearing uh, Tennessee this morning. Uh, how are they holding up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The <laughs> SEC champions, the Tennessee Volunteers, they took on Longwood in the first round. And fun fact about me, my mom graduated from Longwood University in whatever year, and my dad graduated from Tennessee in whatever year. And so they, uh, they, they, I don't know if they watched it together or they had to watch it in separate rooms or what, but uh, yeah. proud of the Tennessee Volunteers and that that team up in Lexington, they weren't ever any good. So uh, <laughs> no one should be surprised that the uh, the disco turkeys took them down. Wow, bringing some uh, bringing some hot news there, uh, kind of uh, throwing the parents under the bus, you know. But uh, uh, that sounds fantastic. And of course, I, I guess yesterday uh, wasn't quite as I mean, there's a couple of elevens that went down, uh, not quite as exciting. Uh, but you know what I always think about with the the brackets and you know put the brackets together is, you know, a lot of times we've got these Cinderella stories, and then, you know, maybe they make it one round, and then they get just trounced by somebody else. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, in the uh, the second weekend, the Sweet 16, and there's not a lot of surprises there. You know, I mean, a 4-5, a you know, match up there, you know, even a 6-8. A, a six, six, how, how do you do the math? There's a way where you add the numbers together and you know. But anyway, uh, long and the short of it is, uh, a lot of basketball going on. A lot of cool things uh, to watch this weekend. As a matter of fact, today 
If you wanted to watch, if you wanted to watch racing, uh, you could watch the trucks. I mean, of course, if the weather uh, helps in Atlanta, you could watch the trucks. You could watch Xfinity and Cup, all kinds of things uh, going on today as far as NASCAR. Uh, but locally, uh, Albuquerque Dragway got a Yearwood Performance Street to Strip today. And then a bracket race tomorrow. What's up with that, RJ? Sure do, David. No, Albuquerque Dragway, I mean, this is week, well, week three since, week three, but really week two since the first one had to do because weather. But everything going on was March 19th, so today is going to be the Street to Strip event where gates are going to open at 11 a.m., so great afternoon, 11 to 4, while tomorrow, Sunday, March 20th, they're going to have these great bracket races. With the Super Pros and Pros Series, the Sportsmen, the Juniors, and Motorcycles are all going to be there with the gates opening at 9. So a low, uh, Sunday early morning racing out there, but Albuquerque Dragway has a lot of good stuff coming up. Well, absolutely, and the neat thing is uh, the motorcycle division. There's been, there's been bikes out there, uh, but they, now they have, uh, they're working on actually having their own group and their uh, own division, but... Uh, Sandia Speedway, of course, going on uh, today, and we're going to catch up with uh, Jerry Stroughton uh, a little bit later in, in the uh, uh, in the show. Uh, they've got a fire and safety school going on, uh, preseason tech out there. Uh, tomorrow's the Spec Miata race. Uh, but next weekend is that, uh, I guess, the final tune-up for that ABQ Superlap Series. Yeah, so everything's going up, or it's kind of their their last practice, practice number three for the 2022 Albuquerque Superlap Series, with the Superlap Series actually starting round one is going to be April 9th. So right around the corner, they're getting everything prepped up for some amazing racing out there. And there's just so many different things that are going on at Sandia. I mean, they just had the Lantern Fest last week. They're going to have this great stuff that we're going to talk later on with our friend Jerry. And then just everything lined up. There's going to be some great racing where their actual season opener for their traditional racing is going to be April 16th with their 360 wind sprints, X-Mods, Street Stocks, Cruisers, all going on April 16th. Now, I thought I saw a post that Sandia was going to have a um, a practice date coming up. So we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get you that information a little bit later in the show. Uh, Vado Speedway, big, big show on... Um, Tuesday, March 29th. As a matter of fact, uh, Spencer Hill is going to be down there giving us some insight um, on that race. But uh, World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink, a sprint car race uh, series, hot laps and qualifying at 6.30, racing at 7.30. Um, and Vado is, is just a three-hour drive, and you, co- you can go down there and see the World of Outlaws. Uh, that's a tremendous show. Plus, it's a Tuesday night. Uh, so uh, no excuses. Might as well uh, call in sick on Wednesday. It's going to be uh, a heck of a show. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Caleb Seiss uh, out there running ACS uh, ASCS at uh, Devil's Bowl Speedway over in Arizona. Uh, we'll get you a little update on how that went for him a little later in the show. Uh, Alien, uh, when are they going to get started? Yeah, so Alien, they've been having some you know spread out to events, everything. They're just going to have a good old open practice for all classes. That's going to go on today. Oh, fantastic! So please go out there, support Alien. They have a, some great racing going on. Also, a few that are revving up for their big races going on. We also have our buddies at Uranium. Yeah, always got to give them a little shout out where they're going to start actually April twenty third. So everything's revving up. So so many of these events are going on, and also with the Moriarty MX is what they're having. It's it is the Loretta Lynn qualifier the lucky race series round two is actually going to go on with practice today and racing tomorrow so great out there one of the biggest events they have all year round so it's kind of a two-day event but the ama monster energy loretta lynn southwest area qualifier is going on this weekend on two wheels 
Well, that's fantastic. And, of course, uh, we caught up with uh, Jason Anderson a couple of weeks ago uh, in Arlington, Texas. Of course, uh, he races out of uh, uh, Moriarty MX and, uh, you know, been a, a champion, you know, so far. So a lot of these guys fighting uh, their way to get uh, to a uh, uh, to a qualifier, and this is a way a way to do it. This qualifies them in um, to a, a championship race uh, later in the season. But uh, uh, looks like you got a whole list of car shows, um, so we're probably going to have to save that, you know, uh, for a later segment because um, there's a whole segment full of car shows. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break now. Oh, right, I've got some breaking news coming from our reporter in the field. Uh-oh. So currently in Albuquerque, Hello Kitty is here. <laughs> Hello Kitty has her cafe van at Albuquerque Uptown, so be sure to go check that out. The our, uh, reporter in the field is saying that people have already started lining up. This event starts at 10 a.m., so two hours ahead of time, people are lining up to, uh, I guess, eat at the Hello Kitty cafe van. But, uh, you know, it's got four wheels, so uh, we're reporting on it. I, I was going to say, wow. Uh, I mean, people lining up for Hello Kitty. Uh, breaking news. Dan, I thought you had a real breaking news. He airdropped me the photo. He got everything ready. He's like, no, this is an event going on at Uptown. So, hey, it has four it has four wheels. They reached out to Dan, our field reporter. So guess what? I'll, I'll mention it a little bit. Why not? <laughs> All right. We might curate the show a little bit more, but uh, but then again, maybe not. All right, we got it. We got a whole lot more coming up, so stay tuned. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Halo Kitty will you know wind up here. Maybe we'll have Halo Kitty in the show. You never know. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, one hundred one seven, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, one hundred one seven, the team. Heart. This is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the theme. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Hey, Dan, you got that breaking news again? All right, breaking news. Uh, just heard it from uh, Jim Costa. Uh, the guys with Motor Trend are actually going to be out at the Albuquerque Dragway today. Uh, Dan and Shay, not that Dan and Shay, you know, not the uh, not the band, uh, but uh, Dan Brockett um, and his buddy Shay have been doing a, an article on a build for Motor Trend. They're going to be out there today, so you want to go out there um, and definitely check that out. Uh, but also, breaking news, uh, with uh, Sports Center actually joining us right now, Tom McKeon. How was that, bud? Hey, David, so good to be talking to you again, man. Yeah, and I'm telling you, man, that new Formula One car is gorgeous. Uh, Mercedes out of the box with their paint scheme uh, this year. Uh, what do you think What do you think of the new car? Even if, even if it doesn't pan out where they get what they hope with overtaking, right. at least we're going to be looking at some beautiful cars all year because I think they really knocked it out of the park with, and it was, it was interesting too, because we've seen the mock-ups of these cars for a couple of years, 
And you think, is it really going to look like that? And they really do look like that. And the 10 different teams took 10 different takes on, on the design. And, and anybody worrying to become the spec series, um, no worries at all because they're completely different. I think it's going to be fascinating to see just how good they are on the track. Um, trying to overtake. We haven't really seen that in testing or pre-practice yet. Right. So we have no idea when the race starts how like how DRS is even going to come into play, how much they're even going to need it. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for qualifying here in a couple minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I made it through uh, uh, Q2, Q3's. Uh, uh, I went through practice two. I haven't seen practice three yet, but qualifying uh, coming up. Uh, talk a little bit about you know a couple of the, the faces in new places. Yeah, I I can't wait to see George Russell challenge Lewis Hamilton and and see if he can challenge for for wins right off the bat. If you remember, just you know, two years ago he jumped in at a moment's notice for Hamilton when Hamilton had COVID in Bahrain, and Russell jumped out to the lead ahead of um, Valtteri Bottas and looked prime for the win until terrible pit stop um, basically took him out of the running. Um, but he showed immediate pace. So I know Mercedes is saying they're a little down on on performance right now. They say that before every single um, season since, like, 2017. I went back and saw the articles every year. Maybe it sounds a little more serious this year. Like, they'll get it sorted out. I think Russell's going to be uh, challenging for wins pretty quickly. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, I mean, Botas was looking pretty good in, in Q2, in, uh, not Q2, uh, in uh, second practice. Uh, was up to uh, fifth at one point um, on the speed charts, but uh, the the feud basically between uh, Mercedes Red Bull, um, the way the season ended last year, uh, you know, was Hamilton robbed of an eighth championship? Uh, Verstappen getting his first. Uh, it really looks like Hamilton is super focused uh, this season. What do you see uh, in 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 that battle? Um, is he just going to be, you know, much more fierce this year? I think it's a scary thought to think that Hamilton is going to be more focused than he ever has been because even at, what, 37 years old, he's still in his prime. We saw his drive in Brazil last year, which is otherworldly coming from the back of the pack, um, you know, and then coming from the mid-pack during the race. That was incredible. That should that should show you just how much talent he still has. Um, so I, I think it's not going to be an easy fight for Max again this year. And now you probably have Ferrari in the mix, too. Their engine looks really good. Sainz is a really good driver. So is Leclerc. I would not be surprised if they are in the mix for wins this season. Um, if you got, man, if you got five, six drivers battling for wins every week, we really, I mean, I know it was Lewis versus Max last year, but we went into a lot of races not really knowing which team was going to be the strongest. I hope we get more of that this year. Just the, the best part of it is when it's unpredictable because it has been so predictable for so long before last season. So if we just get some doubt, uh, that's really all I'm asking for. Well, and you talked about a couple of teammates. I mean, when you talk about a comparison between how, how, good, how well teammates get along and how uh, teammates didn't, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Leclerc and, and Sice, I mean, there seems to be a, a tremendous uh, friendship there, but the uh, Norris uh, Ricardo battle. Um, uh, ha- how, how do you see that playing out this season? Well, that's what's interesting is Ricardo got all the attention from the win. Norris had a pretty solid season overall. Um, 
I just think I just think Lando has otherworldly talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be amazing to see him just on the top step of the podium. I think he showed more consistency. Ricardo really struggled the first half of the year, and he was in a new car, new team, so it's tough to be making those adjustments so quickly. All these cars drive so differently. Um, just when you hear from drivers switching teams all the time talking about it, you'd think it'd be not that big of a deal, but it really is. So I'd be interested now with Ricardo having having a year under his belt there um, and McLaren to see what he can what he can do right out of the gates. But I just think Lando is one of those superstars that, we're going to be talking about for, you know, years to come with, with world titles and things like that. So I'd probably give the upper hand to Lando, but not by much. Well, absolutely. Uh, plus, like you said, uh, his his talents. And I tell you that McLaren has done a great job um, in marketing both of these guys. Uh, just curious, uh, when are we going to see someone like uh, Austin Martin and Alpine, you know, kind of try and come up and uh, get in that, that top four, if you will? Yeah, Alpine looks like they're closer right now. Uh, Aston Martin just really struggled in the back half last year and are not looking great this year, too, despite how much money Lauren Stroll can throw at the team. I think it's just you want to see them up there competing because Racing Point was um, competing at points. Um, but I just I just don't see them there right now. Alpine looks pretty good. Alpine looks pretty fast. And how cool would it be to see Alonso on the podium again um, a bunch this year and and man, I mean, that midfield battle, as usual, is really, really intriguing to me because here comes Haas and they look a lot better now. So add them to the mix. I think they're going to be competing for points on occasion too, um, which doesn't sound like, you know, all that promising, but compared right. to where they have been the last couple of years, that, that'd be great. Well, how much do you think that the super sub, uh, Hulkenberg is actually going to be able to, uh, uh, t- to help uh, that team progress to the next level? I feel like we're going to be talking about Hulk in like 2035 on like his 15th team when he's <laughs> just like the 14th in line to get a, to get a ride. Like, it's great. I love that. I love that he's back again. I, I, it's tough, man. I, I just, like, he provides such a veteran presence, at least that he can give good feedback to engineers, to the team about what needs to what needs to change. So like when you can't have Vettel in the car, at least you have someone um, like Hulkenberg who's been around the sport for, you know, over a decade now and can really help that team hopefully develop a car, which is, is more competitive on the, on the, uh, you know, later in the season. But right now it just looks like they're kind of, they're kind of off the pace. Well, how much do you think he could help Schumacher? Um, yeah, like I, I think like, it's interesting too, with Schumacher kind of looking to Vettel right. as his inspiration, um, as Vettel did to Schumacher's father. So right. it's really interesting to see that. I think Mick does a good job. I get the sense that like he's really, really eager to learn, not afraid to be asking others about things. Like you see him going to Vettel a lot, even for like his seat last year, like Literally, like his seat was bothering me. Talk to Vettel about it. Like he's not afraid to to look to some of the veterans to help. And I think someone like Magnussen now being Schumacher's teammate right. is going to help too because Schumacher kind of alluded to that. Like having someone having a benchmark this year didn't really have that last year. So I think it, that's really going to help him too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about uh, a shovel at the top, the race director, and uh, things are going on with the FIA. Uh, 
what can we look for there? Are we going to see a little bit more driver perspective, or are we going to see a, a real uh, competition director? Now it's more by committee after they, after they kind of move Michael Massey aside. And, and you, we've, we've joked about this before. Like, Massey has the most thankless job on the planet last year. Like, he's not only trying to make split-second decisions, but he's got, he's got engineers and team principals talking to him in his ear as he's trying to make all these decisions. It's just not a really a fair position to be putting him in. I know Charlie Whiting did it for years. He's a legend, but he had help too. And now I think them doing it by committee is definitely going to help. We already saw in an F3 race just a couple hours ago, the winner got his win taken away because he was um, penalized for track limits. They're, they're, they're trying to make this simple this year. The white line is the track limits. If you remember Bahrain last year, Hamilton went beyond the track limits of turn four dozens of times but was not penalized. But other drivers were in other sessions. It's very unclear. We went to every race not knowing what the track limits were. Seems like they're trying to put the hammer down on that so that everybody's clear what the penalties are. Like it's always going to be subjective with some of this stuff. But if they can get a committee that's on the same page, everybody knows what the rules are. Maybe we can avoid some of the controversies from last year. Well, I don't know. And if it's uh, you know like we were talking a little bit about uh, watching the uh, uh, the the uh, Netflix series, uh, it really has made things much more interesting. You know a lot of the backstories. You get to watch, you know, a lot of the team management and stuff, and and how passionate they take it. Um, you know, with uh, uh, with all the ownership there. But hey, really appreciate you coming on and helping us kind of try and get ready because it seemed like it came on pretty fast. Uh, you know, not a lot of news, and all of a sudden um, we're racing in Bahrain. So I really appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely, David. The wait is over. That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much. That was uh, Tom McKeon, of course. Uh, uh, producer of Sports Center, and of course was a former uh, beat writer Formula One uh, back at the ESPN uh, Radio and ESPN the magazine. All right, we got a whole lot more coming up, including we're going to talk some local road racing. Uh, that's right, Jerry Stoughton is going to join us, and we're going to talk some Miata racing, and of course what's going on at Sandia Speedway today with uh, Southwest Motorsports. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 101715. Hi, this is Alan Sir Jr. You're listening to the ESPN Radio 101715. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swole Real Estate. Here is David. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And, of course, a lot of cool things going on this weekend. We just did the Unser Racing Museum event calendar, so a lot of cool things but one of my favorite things is we're getting back to uh, road racing on a regular basis. And, of course, a local road racing group that uh, runs a lot of their races out of Sandia Speedway is the um, Southwest Motor Racing. Um, and uh, joining us today is Jerry. How are you doing this morning, Jerry? I'm good, David. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So at the beginning of the season, we always have like a, a preseason tech and also an opportunity to uh, kind of make sure we've got all the stuff together and a fire and safety and all that kind of stuff. 
tell us a little bit about what's going on out at the Speedway today. Yeah, so we've got uh, three things going on at the Speedway today for Southwest Motorsports. Um, we, we do have our annual tech, and that's where our, our members come out, bring their cars out, and go through, have our uh, technical inspectors look at them to see what's changed from last year to make sure that we're legal. They do all the safety belt checks and and other safety equipment checks as well. So this this really helps out during the season in being able to shorten the inspections as, as we rely on these annual inspections to do the big major take off the bonnet and, and look under the hood at the engine and see, you know, everything that's going on with the car. And then throughout the year, we just do a, a spot check and a, and a safety check uh, that, that the owner primarily does. So it's a big saver on, on time for us to, uh, to get the annual inspection out of the way early uh, before the before the season starts, and then on top of that, we're doing two other two other events this weekend. Uh, the first one is, um, as you mentioned, we're doing a a uh, safety fire crew instruction. That's where we'll have a a, uh, a licensed fire instructor come out and show us how to properly use our fire extinguishers, and then. On top of that, we also have a training for our driver instructors. And we go through and, and uh, bring in new instructors at this point in time and, and walk them through the, the class, the coursework, and to make sure we're all talking the same language as, as we uh, go through our instructions uh, with, the, with the students that come out for our high-performance driver education you know, I think that a lot of people don't realize what a resource that is. Um, I, I'm I'm blown away by you can go and buy, you know, a, a 700, 600, 700, 900 horsepower car um, just off the showroom floor. Um, the, the new Corvettes are absolutely amazing. And yet um, a lot of times, you know, people are just car enthusiasts and never actually driven a high performance car. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about how the driver instruction works with uh, uh, Southwest Motorsports and um, how somebody could get some more information on bringing their own car out? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, to, to start, uh, Southwest Motorsports is, is the uh, primary road racing and I think only instructional um, process in New Mexico to, to get a competition license. So in addition to doing these high performance driving education events, we also have a path to being able to get your competition license. Um, but, but back down the, the path of, of what we can do and what we do do for, for helping people learn their car, be, to be able to drive their car under control at speed. Um, it's, it's really a, 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 a slow process that, that is very safe and, and we walk people up to be able to, to approach the limits of their car over time. And it's, it's a way that we do this with, with safety equipment there on site. We have an ambulance and we have, uh, people in the flag stands to make sure that, that if something goes wrong, we, we don't have those kinds of problems normally. But if something goes wrong, we've got the right safety crew there. But, but we, we take um, the instructor along with the students, so it's a ride-along session, to be able to bring the, the person up to speed slowly to, to show them braking spots uh, on the course, 
to be able to show them the proper line uh, as, you, as you make a corner, to be able to be smooth with both your accelerator application and your braking application, to be able to, to push your car up to its true capabilities. It, these cars today, like you said, are, have incredible horsepower and incredible performance. And, and most people, when you just drive them on the streets, a shouldn't, but, but don't ever really approach those, those levels. So right. being able to get them out on, on the road course, we can slowly work them up to a level where you can find out the, the true impressive nature of, of the automobiles we have out there today with, with, like you say, 600, 800 horsepower. Yeah, absolutely amazing. How many events um, are scheduled for 2022? So we have seven events scheduled for 22 with Southwest Motorsports. We have our initial uh, race, which is in April. It's April 23rd and 24th down at Arroyo Seco. We go down to the Deming track uh, in the springtime when it's, when it's still not too hot. And that's, that's our inaugural race uh, most years. And then we come back up to Sandia for a series of six races. We do one a month. Uh, the first one this year is in May, and it's the weekend of May twenty first, twenty second. And I don't, I don't have a calendar in front of me. That, that's probably not Memorial Day. So um, it, is, it is not. You're correct. It's the weekend before Memorial Day. Okay, well that's good because you know any five hundreds on, and so we got, we got, got to see that. Um, but uh, I know you have a couple uh, of race cars. How did you kind of get started in in racing? So I, I guess you can say I'm a speed freak, um, <laughs> and so it, it's it's something that's always been in my my blood. And, and uh, when I finally had the ability to to buy a car, a fast car, I bought a Corvette and, and took that out to the track. That started like in 2005, and uh, I, I did HPDE events with the car, and uh, found that I really really enjoyed the uh, the time on the racetrack. Uh, did both road course events and, and went to the driveway with the car mm-hmm. as well. But it was really road racing that, that kept my interest. And then after, after the Corvette, I, I bought a, uh, a Panos and I've raced that for about a dozen years now. And we've also had a large increase of, of Miata drivers here. We probably have a dozen or so Miata drivers that come out to each of our races. And so, I, I've moved to a Spec Miata and, and run uh, each weekend with the Spec Miata group out with Southwest Motorsports. So uh, tell me a little bit. Of, uh, there's a, a lot of people listening and probably don't know what a, a Panos is. Can you it, kind of explain that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So so Don Panos um, is is a well was I'm, unfortunately he's passed, but uh, he was a, a very big. Uh, racer. Uh, he did a lot of stuff with IMSA. Mm-hmm. He, he owned several tracks and, and he was, um, a, 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 an innovator. Um, he designed a, a, a winged race car to run in the IMSA series, uh, in the American Le Mans series. Wow. He, ma- he maintains a, a couple of car companies. His son does now, um, where they, where they have Panos Engineering and, and, the Esperante is one of the cars that they built and, and still race within the SCCA series. Um, but, but he also builds chassis. He's, he's got a, uh, a lawn motorsports company that builds carbon carbon chassis 
wow. for many of today's um, Daytona prototypes and other IMSA cars that you see that are, are the prototype style race cars. So he's really uh, instrumental in a lot of uh, our racing series. And, and back in the 90s, he uh, was starting up a couple of series and he built up a, a uh, race car off of the Esperante body. And he had, um, let's see, two or three different racing schools. I think they were in Sebring and in Road Atlanta and at the Texas Motor Speedway. Hmm. And uh, he, he had a bunch of these, these school cars uh, where, where you could go learn to race a high-horsepower, V8-powered GT car as a springboard into um, other pro series. So it was kind of that first, you know, major stepping stone. Um, Don sold the, the tracks and he sold a lot of the cars, and, and I was fortunate enough to be able to buy one when, uh, when they were being sold back in the 2008 time period. It's it's pretty neat, and it's got a, a really deep throaty sound to it. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing, and and of course, you know, we we love you running in the Miatas because any you know car count is just absolutely um, amazing. But if people wanted to get more information on uh, Southwest Motorsports, where would they find it? So our website is swms.org. Uh, it's a great reference to, to go in to find out more about uh, the racing or schedule, uh, what is necessary to either come out for a high-performance driver's education day or to, to work for a competition license or even to join us in the door-to-door racing. It's all out there on, on the website. And, again, that's swms.org. Awesome. Hey, uh, Jerry, thank you so much for uh, coming on this morning. Thank you for having me, David. I appreciate it. All right. And, of course, if you want to go out and watch some racing, um, of course, you can do that tomorrow out at Sandy Motor Speedway. Uh, They're going to run in the final race of the Winter Series, uh, which is mainly spec Miatas, but there are some other contemporary cars uh, as well as we've had some legend cars come out. Uh, But stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more coming up on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Denny Hamlin of the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Albuquerque 101.7 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And it seems only appropriate to kind of talk a little uh, NASCAR and road racing uh with uh with all this uh road racing talk today uh of course nascar announced uh it in in conjunction with uh hendrick motorsports are going to field a car at uh le mans in 2023 so that ought to be uh very interesting and because you think about it it's like well who's going to drive the car right um and i'm thinking that there's two guys that are uh fairly close to the organization 
I could say one is actually uh, executive vice president, um, and Jeff Gordon, who happens to be a pretty good road racer, uh, as well as Dale Earnhardt Jr. Can you imagine the all-star team going over there and fielding that? Because, what, they're not going to pull their drivers out of the regular season. Also, uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Chase Briscoe. Uh, what a popular win last week um, in Phoenix at the cup level. And Noah Gregson uh, getting his first Xfinity win of uh, 2022, uh, winning uh, the race at Phoenix for Xfinity. And, of course, last year he was in the Final Four, and he felt like that was his best racetrack. And uh, so now he shows that if he makes it to the Final Four again, he does have the ability to win there and walk off with the trophy. All right, but we got a whole lot of car shows going on, including a couple of big shows today. Uh, what's going on with that, RJ? Yeah, so... Not on the show, but always kind of mention, I mean, our friends at Cars and Coffee always have some great events going on. So every Saturday, it seems like it's yep. either running around, but just want a quick shout out to the people, probably some people listening live at Cars and Coffee. So yep. just because it's such a standard event, I almost seem like I don't need to talk about it. But exactly. No, people are out there, man. So there's always something to do here in Albuquerque, which is amazing events. And not just Albuquerque. We try to cover all of New Mexico. So one of my favorite events is... The northern New Mexico, it's a street rotters, it's a coffee and donuts pretty much, and they're going to meet at the Four Corners Harley-Davidson. So it's kind of, I mean, it is northern, the most northern part yeah, of New shout Mexico. Shout out to the Four Corners, exactly. right on. But yeah, no, they always have these great events where it's pretty much, it's a canned food drive, but also they have a lot of cool people coming out there. It's Of course, coffee and donuts, always a good seller, but they're going on right now at 8 a.m., so it's on March 19th, so today, if... I doubt you. I don't think you can make it out there. But just one of the things. Hey, it's a good company. They have some good times. And shout out to all of New Mexico, even in the Four Corners. Absolutely. And of course, the uh, Feed New Mexico Kids uh, going on today. Yeah. So one of the great events that they have going on. We try to give them some support. But Feed New Mexico Kids Car Show. It's at the Phillips and Sons and forty one zero one Fourth Street Northwest. And it's uh, in Albuquerque, and it pretty much it's a donation for entry. So it's just a main thing that they try to do to support this amazing profit that uh, this amazing group, pretty much for the Feed New Mexico kids. So lunch will be served. There's going to be raffle tickets for prizes. Drop off all your food donations and everything going on. I mean, it's going to be from 8:30, so it just started a few minutes ago, and all the way to three. So we can all make it over there today. So that the Phillips and Sons go out there and support a great cause, have some fun, look at some amazing cars. Yeah, shout out to uh, Sue and the New Mexico Council of Car Club. She called me yesterday to make sure that we had this on the schedule. So Fantastic. I said we've been talking about it for three weeks, Sue. Don't worry, we got your back. Yeah, uh, going on next weekend. Yeah, so next weekend it's going to be this cool event that they have going on at Rich Ford. And what it is, it's actually a renegade, it's, well, they call it a renegade, but it's the first annual, so it's a brand new event going on. <laughs> but it is the Renegade uh, Classic and Rich Ford Bike Show that they have, where they're going to take a, a registration pretty much is going on through until the event, so you can still go and kind of be as part of this first annual event for anyone who would like to enter for their bikes. But there's going to be live music, there's going to be food, and there's going to be this awesome stunt show that they have by Albuquerque's own professional stunt writer, uh, Ernie V. Hill, is going to be out there. So it's just a cool thing that's revved up that's going to be next weekend at the Rich Ford. So go out there and support some awesome local events. Ernie's a real deal, dude. I mean, I saw uh, Ernie when they were shooting the first uh, drift car motorcycle battle uh, really? out of Sandia Speedway. Um, and, and Ernie's the real deal. So that, that ought to be 
uh, worth the price of free. It's the first to go see it. Absolutely, it's the first annual. So go out with a bang. You know, start it right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Rek sixty six. Yeah. So this is a cool event. That's actually. I mean, I I almost rev- right next to this place. So I mean, that's one thing I'm gonna go for too for sure but what it is it's a small business cruise where you bring out your class of rides to help support all the local small businesses they'll start uh cruising historic route 66 through the east mountains so come join see some great cars coffee and beer at the end of it they're going to meet up at the rust is gold coffee that's going to be at 11 a.m uh next week march 26th then they'll depart at noon for a cruise all the way up to the rumor brewing and cedar crest so go out there. I mean, an awesome ride. They're going to see a lot of hot rods. You're going to see a lot of these old classic cars out there and a bunch of people pretty much in Northeast Heights going all the way up to Cedar Crest. So we've been hearing a lot about uh, Russ's Gold Coffee. Um, I just, just heard this week that they also have a podcast. Really? So I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go check that out because those guys are doing some cool stuff over there. Uh, really, uh, sorry that I missed the, uh, the BMW show that they had. Uh, BMW bike shows they had a couple of weeks uh, ago, but it uh, definitely worth uh, going to see this uh, small business cruise. Oh, you see motorcycles in front of that place. It seems like every time I drive by, that, that's a place where, hey, rust is gold is kind of a thing that even, I mean, car guys, we don't want to see rust, but in that scenario, it's a good thing to see. <laughs> but if you see it, it's gold. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, April 1-2. Man, we're already starting to uh, uh, get into April shows as well. Yeah, so this is a cool event that they have going on where it's actually the 23rd annual. It's the main event car show and cruise. Now, this is going to be in downtown Artesia, which is going to be at the Heritage Plaza, where it's going to be pretty much a registration is going to be on Friday from 1 to 6. They're going to have a cruise and parade. And then uh, uh, 9 to 3 on Saturday, it's going to be a a decades award that they have. So this great thing where it's going to be cruises, fun time, I mean, a whole parade throughout the event. It's going to be face paintings, food trucks, a lot of great things for all ages to go to. So go out, support everything local that we have going on. In Artesia, it's a fun event. There's a great uh, car enthusiasm over there. So go out and support. Yeah, so did you say you had another one, too? Uh, the only one planned out that I really had was, uh, of course, giving a little shout to the Cars and Coffee. Uh, and, of course, I mean, it's right around the corner. I was thinking, oh, it's a little ways away. We don't need to talk about it. But, I mean, that 20th annual Park in the Park is such a great event that they have lined yes. up. That's going to be April 23rd. It's at a new location. It's actually going to be the campus at the Rio Rancho Event Center. So, I mean, I could just see some amazing things going out. It's going to be, I bet, a good mix of indoor and outdoor with food trucks, our, D, our beer gardens, our, our buddy DJ Stevie or Stevie Cruz or one of his many names, Hairdo, <laughs> Heydo, all that fun <laughs> stuff. But, hey, a lot of people supporting. The show's going to go on from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And, I mean, that's something that really we're revving up for an amazing event. Well, and, and I was, you know, checking out there uh, on Facebook other things. I, there's a demolition derby coming up in May. Uh, May the seventh at uh, Sky Ute Downs. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find out more about that. That looks uh, looks awfully cool. Let's see where was this other one? Oh yeah, uh, May twenty eighth, uh, which I think is uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, looks like the GTO Club is gonna uh, be hosting their twelfth uh, annual show. So we'll have more information coming up on that. And they put up some amazing events going on there. So having it on that weekend, I mean. I'll put that on the calendar next week. Even though it's May 28th, that's something you really need to look out for. 
Yeah. So I, all, I mean, just all kinds of things. And we had talked about how the calendar was getting light, and now you're like, you know, gonna have to go to two pages. Yeah, have to move around a little bit. But hey, I'm I'd rather have that than the other way around. And it's starting to get nice during the afternoons, the cold low in the morning, but nothing wrong with that. But a lot of cool events, and even we have field reporters now. We have people actually going up to us from New Mexico Car Council. Right. So guess what? If there's events out there, please. I mean. I need a little help, it seems like, so help me find them on Facebook Live. <laughs> There's some cool events, and we're trying to you know, space them out a bit so we all know about them. So, RJ, you're recruiting an intern now, right? I yeah. mean, that's one way to put it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Facebook. Cool. Hey, also want to give a shout-out to the New Mexico Runners. This is actually, today is their final game um, of this season, final home game of this season. Uh, want to go check it out. Uh, Military Appreciation, uh, First Responders Day as well. Uh, we're also going to be uh, giving away a Clark's fish tank. That's right. I think it's like a 65-gallon tank or whatever, $300 value. Uh, we're going to do a little fundraiser out there for the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, come out, you know, uh, just buy a ticket for a dollar. Um, you get a chance to win this, you know, $300 fish tank and enjoy a game. So yeah. you can't be you can't beat that value. All right, guys, uh, thank you for uh, for listening out there. Uh, for R.J. Lees, Dan Watkins, Behind the Glass, I'm David Swope. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you're into it, we're into it.